Hey, JD. It's a little harsh. <laughs> good right. morning. How are you doing, Pastor? Doing good. Doing good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Good? Yeah. It's the Monday after Easter Sunday. Yeah. It's it's a tire. You know, it's we're still recovering. Yeah. Had a really busy day yesterday, but it was a good day. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, we had a busy weekend, but it's funny. There's something probably the people don't think about is um, Monday. Oftentimes, there's kind of like this funny hangover uh, kind of an adrenaline dump that happens on Sunday, and then you know you just kind of feel drained the next day. Yeah. I say hangover. It's I like a spiritual hangover. There spiritual you go. Hangover. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, Sunday was Skyrocket Church's first Easter service ever. It was. How did it go? It went well. Yeah. It it was great. The worship was absolutely fantastic. Uh, we had great people there. It was great having conversations. Um, we had a good Easter egg hunt. It was our first Easter egg hunt, right? And so there were a few yeah. things that went wrong that yeah. won't go wrong for next year. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, it's it's a first time. It's our first Easter service. Yeah. So I was just excited to, you know, absolutely. excited to have it happen there. The thing that went wrong, so I'll go into specifics, okay. is I started, I, so I advertised to everyone that, hey, we're starting at 1130, right? Right. And then for some reason, the egg hunt starts at, the 11. egg hunt starts at 1130. And then most people got there right like early and people are waiting around and all the kids are waiting and excited and i got yeah. caught up i'm like okay let's just go let's just do it go and then we sent people off early oh no and then more people showed up later but the hey. good thing was is we still had eggs left over so what we did is we did a round two and then we went and we hit all the other eggs so it ended up being okay all the kids got eggs it's uh. just one of those funny things that you know new pastor new church first easter i didn't know so yeah. you learn stuff, you know, you learn stuff, but we had tons of beautiful flowers, you know, we had decorations. It was great to see people. I wore a collared shirt to church. Wow. Right. Wow. <laughs> Crazy stuff, but <laughs> collared shirt. Wow. <laughs> the bar was high. The bar was high. We, yeah. we, we showed up for Easter. So That's how great. was it here? It was great. We had a super good day. Um, wow. Music was incredible. Um, of course, flowers and, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> packed house uh egg hunt was a lot of fun uh first time we've ever uh, had egg hunt on a snowy field <laughs> yeah was there still snow on the field oh, yeah. here yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it wasn't totally covered but yeah. i was throwing snowballs at people, <laughs> which was fun that's funny i've never done that at, at a easter yeah so. yeah it was a good 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 day what did you guys talk about during the service uh we talked about uh jesus and <laughs> <laughs> the resurrection yeah yeah, so uh, talked about Jesus and the resurrection, and uh, really, just the um, what what I did is I took it from the Luke passage where uh, me too. Did we it? didn't even talk about that, but we both took from that. Yeah, nice. yeah. So um, you know, the women come back from the tomb and they tell you know the disciples, and the disciples are like, "Yeah, this is unbelievable." Yeah, and so they're like, they don't they don't believe it, and mm. uh, and so I, I really kind of talked about how you know the, this news is is really unbelievable yeah you know when you think about on any human level um it, it's it's totally uh unbelievable <laughs> people don't come back to life um but at the same time um you know with god everything is is possible and if and if god couldn't do it then god's probably too small yeah. <laughs> you know your god is probably too small if he that can't true. do yeah. the impossible so yeah it was uh yeah, it's funny, um, you know, you think about Easter Sunday and there's, you know, there's always the pressure um, 
because it's the big show. You know, people talk about it. That's our Super Bowl kind of thing. Um, but it's it's not. I mean, it's 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 the same thing. It's the same news. It's the same message. It's just uh, sometimes um, you have some visitors too. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. so we believe in the living Jesus, and He's alive every day, yeah. every day of the year. Uh, yeah. But it's it's fun to celebrate it. You know, Absolutely. On Easter. Yeah. So what what do you talk about? Same thing. Took the passage from Luke. Um, cut out the part where the disciples are on the road to Emmaus, um, but sort of just read through that whole last passage. Um, but talked about a lot of the same stuff. So the first part is one of the first things we talked about is when the women approach the tomb. Um, and then the angel says, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Yeah. And the funny thing is it's these women are being completely logical, right? Like Jesus died. They're doing the ceremonial tradition of bringing spices, you know, and perfumes to the tomb. So pretty much like putting flowers, like how we would take flowers to a grave. So they're pretty much like nowadays taking flowers to Jesus's grave. Um, and then the, the angel's just like, what are you guys doing? You know, it's, yeah. why are you looking for the living among the dead? Um, and so it's sort of this like reverse of logic that what's logical to us is just the opposite of God's logic. And so, um, relating it to hope is we look for hope in dead places. We look for the living hope mm. in dead places, whether that's someone's affirmation and love. Like we try to make people love us and people like us, um, whether that's in hoping that that'll make everything okay. Like if I make this person love me or if I get the, this group of people to like me, then everything's going to be great. Yeah. Or we put our hope into a political party or a certain political person that if only this person, whether it's either side, if only this person you know, is in control. Things are going to be better and the world's going to be better. Or we put our hope in, Hey, if I get more money, if I get this job, then things are going to change. Anyways, we look for hope in all these dead places. Um, and it might be logical to us. Like it makes sense to us, but that's not how God works is, you know, there's only one hope and it's not a place. It's a person. Yeah. Um, and he's walking around. Huh. So. so as you were uh, preparing your message, were you thinking of anybody in particular? Um, because I know I was when I was, working through the message and, and typically I mean I always try to think about uh, and I always try to write a sermon uh, based on the people in the room but but I always try to do it in such a way that I'm thinking about what if somebody um, you know what if they're skeptical or what if you know I always want to do it on on a level that anybody can understand whether you know you're a child or mm. you know the whole way up and I don't know uh, but anyway as I was writing this this message i was thinking about you know what about the skeptic what about the person who who looks at it and is like yeah actually i totally get it it is an unbelievable story mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because it's you know humanly it really is it's it's uh pretty absurd that, that jesus rose yeah. from the dead um is there someone in particular that you were thinking about or you're yeah. thinking about sort of this arc- yeah 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 so i mean uh you know yes there you know i, I have somebody in in mind you know whether it be a real person or whether it be yeah. an imaginary real person. <laughs> and that makes it real for you as you're writing, yeah. you know, as you're writing the sermon. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, what if this person, and you know, it, it's funny because you, you never want to write a message thinking about a person because that person will never be there. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Well, I preached a sermon for him and he didn't even show yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, so you don't do that. But, um, but as I was thinking about it, then, um, I came to the, the end uh, and circled back to Thomas, who wasn't at the um, in the room when Jesus appeared mm-hmm. to the disciples, and that's found in John chapter twenty. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus appears to everybody, and, and they all understand he's alive. Yeah. But Thomas, you know, he wasn't there; he missed it. And uh, 
And so I circled back to that and, and read that passage where he appears to um, Thomas and says, here, put your finger in my hand and put yeah. your hand in my side. And, uh, and then he says, uh, stop doubting and believe. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, um, I think, you know, we have to have room to doubt because uh, our, our doubts, our concerns, they're, they're real because everything in life points to the fact that when you're dead, you're dead and, and you don't just rise back to life. And so I don't blame Thomas. Uh, I can relate to Thomas, um, but I know that um, probably the rest of humanity out there would would side with Thomas. Well, you know? and not just Thomas, Thomas gets a bad rap. And I think because I'm a, all the disciples doubted, like yeah. when the women came back and they said, hey, yeah. Jesus isn't there. They yeah. said, this is an idle tale. Like this is a fairy tale. Yeah. Thomas... Every single one of the disciples doubted, and these are guys who saw Jesus for you know three years and hung out with him. So, if they all doubted, I think it's okay that all of us doubt too, you know. And to be quite frank, like it's okay, it's okay to be completely doubtful and still barely hang on to hope. Like hope isn't something that oh you can't doubt anymore now that you have hope. You can be full of doubt and fear and hold on to just a thread of hope, yeah. you know? And so all the disciples, the reason they stopped doubting is because Jesus showed up right. and he was like, look at my hands and feet. I'm eating, you know, which shows that I'm not a ghost. I'm a real human being, you know? So that's why they stopped doubting, but they all doubted just like Thomas did. Every single one of the disciples, except for Peter, he had a little bit more hope. And so he starts running towards the tomb, yeah. but even he has to see it for himself, you know? And so I don't know, I'm a huge doubter at heart. And so yeah. I identify with Thomas, but I think, I mean, doubting's at the core of, everyone in the Bible, all the disciples, Thomas and everything, it's totally normal to doubt these things. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm with, I'm with you in that. Yeah. So one of the things that happened, um, for the disciples, you know, they saw the unbelievable every day, mm. you know, it, it, for three years, they're following Jesus. They're seeing the unbelievable. He's, you know, he's healing people. He's casting out demons. He's multiplying bread and fish <laughs> you know he's walking mm -hmm. on water they he's calming the sea all that stuff um they saw the unbelievable but they still didn't believe i yeah. mean it's just amazing how how you know we we can get maybe uh desensitized yeah uh by the unbelievable yeah or the sacred and to be fully honest with everyone listening you would think oh we're pastors we read the bible we're in church <sighs> We, I still doubt all the time, you know, and I think that that's okay. The disciples who, like you said, saw all this happening and they still doubt. It's okay to still doubt. Like we all have spiritual highs and spiritual lows. Um, the funny thing, and this is something I shared with the, my congregation at Skyrocket. It was a rough week hope-wise, and it was funny. It was so ironic that I'm in one of those periods. You know, there's periods where you're seeing God's hand in everything, yeah. you know, and you're riding that spiritual high. And then there's other periods where you're like, Jesus, help me to see what's going on here. Help me to see what you're doing. And then it's just crickets, mm. you know, and it's completely silent. Uh, but that's just how our interaction with God works is we don't, he's not a genie. We can't just snap and then boom, he shows up to appease our doubts. It's really up to his timing. And so while that happens, while we're in those discouraging moments, it's really okay to doubt. And one of the things I pointed out in the sermon, um, and it's it's just so, I, I don't know, it's a crazy process, right? In sermons that, oh, it's funny, this is what I'm dealing with this week. Because it, it's been a dry spell for me personally, like the last two or three months, where there was a period like three months ago where I was seeing God's hand and everything and feeling on a spiritual high, whereas recently, it's been a lot harder for me to have hope. Um, but it's funny reading this passage. It says that the disciples, when Jesus showed up, the disciples were startled. Yeah. 
And so what that means is they did not expect Jesus to show up, right? <laughs> and so they were obviously praying like, Jesus, show up. Come yeah. on, what's going on? Uh, but Jesus didn't show up when they wanted him to. And so I, I don't know. I take hope and encouragement from that in the sense that Jesus, he will always show up in our lives. It's just not when we want and not necessarily how we want. Mm. And so sometimes it takes three days. Sometimes it's three years. Sometimes it's 30 years. Um, but that's what hanging on by a thread with that hope. You know, yeah. that's what the hope is for is that we believe in the living God that will always show up, just not necessarily when we want him to or how we want him to. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's unpack that word. Uh, maybe it's two words show up. Mm. Um, yeah, because sometimes I think God is there the mm. entire time. Well, actually I always think God's there, but, uh, he's quiet. Oh yeah. He's silent. It's not like he, he needs to show up. It's just we just don't see him. Uh, yeah. We don't see his activity or feel. I, I, okay, so what what you're describing makes me think about um, that moment in time. And and again, leave it to a preacher to run off on a tangent, right? <laughs> but it makes me think about that moment when John the Baptist um, is arrested and and he's sitting yeah. in the prison and um, he sends his disciples to go ask Jesus, "Hey, are you are you really the one?" Because you know, John had seen, he had baptized Jesus and he'd seen the spirit of God descend like a dove. And he heard a loud voice from God saying, this is my son, all this stuff. And now he's in prison and he's like, wait a minute, Jesus, are you the one? Or, What's or, happening? Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, J J John saw that, but he, it was like, he was starting to fade. It was like, yeah. he was starting to forget it. Um, and Jesus is like, uh, yeah, it's, it's really me. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to be human. Yeah. It's it's totally normal for when we go through those dry periods where we can't see God's actions or we don't feel it. It's totally normal to start questioning things and fading. But yeah, yeah I mean, we all experience it. Yep. We just got to hold on to hope. That's I mean, that's the beautiful thing is we just hold on to hope. Well, and it's it's we, we don't all, all just experience it. It's, it's maybe it's the norm. It is. You I know, know the norm mm -hmm. is that we don't always feel God close. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean he's not close because I believe he is, but mm -hmm. um, the norm, we go through life and, and we have these high moments. I guess if it was all high, if every Sunday was Easter, <laughs> it wouldn't be special, would it? I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we live with Easter in mind and I'm trying to like philosophize, <laughs> philosophize. Anyway, if every Sunday was Easter, um, then there would, there wouldn't be anything special about every Sunday, but yeah. uh, you have to have Good Friday too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, what else did uh, did you guys experience this week? This week or on on Sunday? Other stuff we talked about. Well, we sort of closed. Yeah. So, talking about that, how God shows up. Oh, other thing. Another interesting thing is that the first thing Jesus says is peace. Peace yeah. be to you, right? Yeah. Which I just think that that's so comforting, you know, that when God, yeah, and I said it when God shows up, God's always there. I'm, I'm with you on that, yeah. that God's always there, but when he shows up like actively, because yeah. sometimes I don't think it's our fault that we don't see God. I think sometimes God doesn't want to be seen, but when he shows up visibly that we're there, the first thing he proclaims over us is peace. And I don't know, I got a lot of comfort from that is that he proclaims peace. Then he shows he's real. He sort of says, Hey, all these doubts are fine. And then he says, uh, how we closed this week is, um, why, 
what's so important about resurrection. The two things is it's resurrection and forgiveness. And so yeah. when Jesus is talking through it, he's like, you know, that the Christ would be crucified, that he would be resurrected. And so the two important things are resurrected and then preaching the forgiveness of sins to all nations. And so, uh, I think that's, there's a hole within us that that that's the only thing that can fill our hole. We all have broken relationships. That's something a lot of us in Prescott, uh, with our congregation, it has been a rough year, yeah. like a really rough year of loss. And so that's, that was the person I was really thinking about as writing the sermon is that many of us have lost family members and friends. Many of us have gone through really rough times, yeah, sure. um, and loss this year. And so uh, those two things, the forgiveness of sins that Jesus saying, no, you don't have to be good enough. Like I forgive you now follow me. And then resurrection that at the end of end of all things, Jesus has conquered the grave and all things will one day be made whole. And I don't think there's one person on the face of this planet that that doesn't sound like good news. Yeah. Like, that's good news. Yeah, right. That's good news. And I don't know one person that would say that that's not good news. You know, uh, that's what the gospel's all about. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. how we sort of closed it. Yeah. So I touched on, on a little bit, a uh, similar idea that, um, these people who were terrified for their lives and they're hiding away in the upper room and, and they're afraid that they're next or, you know, that, you know, when they question Jesus, it, you know, they're, they're, they have Jesus and they're questioning him about his disciples. Yeah. They, you know, the high priest wanted to know what, what are you telling those disciples? What mm -hmm. about those followers of yours? And so they, they knew the target was on their back. And so they're terrified. And then suddenly something happens, the resurrection, we know, because we get the rest of the story, but, uh, and suddenly they're not afraid anymore, hmm. you know, and, and that's a, a sociological thing or psychological thing that, um, even historians have noted, hey, something changed. Yeah. And whether, you know, e even if you don't believe that he was raised from the dead, they did. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. they saw Their something. conviction was palpable. It yeah. was so real. It, it, it was so real that um, it, it started this yeah. movement. And I would have, I would say, too, that, oops, I would say, too, that they might even have had fear, but whatever it was, the you know, you can be courageous and still have fear, but their desire to act on spreading this good news overcame all fear and anxiety of any personal harm that they might face, Yeah, which is incredible. So I'm going to read uh, the last part of that section. So he's, he's talking to John, uh, Thomas, and he says, um, put your finger here and look in my hands. This is from John chapter 20, 20 29-ish, 27-ish. Uh, um, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand in, in the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed, then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Hmm. And so I think uh, I really like that last line. Blessed yeah. are those who believe without seeing me because that's us. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, mm -hmm. that's that's you and me and mm -hmm. and anybody who has placed their faith in Christ because um, we didn't get to put our finger in his in his wounds. And yet, uh, yet we believe. Um, yeah. So. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's a hard thing, but it's a beautiful thing. That kind of belief and faith. Yeah, yeah. So, um, wow. What do you preach next? I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's. I haven't even thought about that yet. It's Monday. <laughs> I know. It's funny because you come through a week like that, and it feels like I've said everything I know. You know, there's nothing else in the tank. In yeah. The, well, and, and that's the thing is that's what the gospel is, is like, this is what's at the core of the gospel is Easter is 
resurrection, yeah. you know? Um, and so whatever else we preach next, it might be different, but it's going to be tied back to it because sure. if we're preaching anything besides that, you know, of Christ crucified and raised from the dead, then it's not the gospel. And so whatever we preach, um, I don't know. And you, you've been preaching a whole lot longer than I have, but even, even myself and just the one year, two years I've been preaching, I've realized that there's a common thread through all these sermons. At least yeah. I hope so. Cause if there's not, then I'm just making stuff up. I feel like, you know, uh, but it all is going to tie back to this, you know, whatever it is, whatever we talk about next, it all has to tie back to this yeah. because this is what it's all about. Yeah. It has to be, or, uh, or it becomes some political agenda or social agenda or mm-hmm. something else. And, and there are churches probably that do that. Um, but that's not what we're called to do. <laughs> we're called to preach the gospel. And mm-hmm. yeah, well, great. It is Monday and, uh, you're probably going to watch this on Tuesday or sometime other, but, what happens on Monday, excuse me, what happens on <laughs> Sunday happens matters on Monday. Hey, so. it matters on Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. All right. Yeah. Well, have a great week, everyone. Yep. Yeah.